Today's Gospel text follows that remarkable event of the feeding of the multitude with five loaves and two fish. I think we just never get tired of that story from last Sunday. It, the details, the setting, the response of the disciples and Jesus, it's just one of those stories that continues to draw us in to its profound meaning. Miracles are, by nature, mysterious. And whether we are firm believers in them or not, we are at least curious. The unusual always intrigues us. It gets our attention. Some people accept miracle stories with unconditional faith. Some appear to accept them, but deep down, not quite sure. Others are by nature skeptical and are usually not convinced, no matter what anyone says and for any other reasons. There's something lost in living when we are no longer amazed by life. Poets, artists, storytellers, musicians have a special gift in amazement. We need to take notice of their craft. <laughs> the crowd that was aware of the feeding of the 5,000 probably was made up of folks like us. But John presents them as being of one mind. They wanted to follow the miracle worker. They wanted more signs of power, and hopefully they would benefit from whatever he was going to do next. So they got into boats and they hurried off to find him. Although their first question was a bit odd. Rabbi, when did you get here? Like that had anything to do with their hunger or his feeding. Maybe John the Evangelist is telling us that the crowd and Jesus are operating, at least at that point, in two different worlds. But give them the benefit of the doubt, there's something wonderful about people who are seeking the Lord, something wonderful about that journey. And there is something dangerous as well, but in a good way. So Jesus reads their minds and detects that they are seeking only some amazing act on his part, something they can watch, something that he will do for them. But Jesus wants more of them. He wants them to see beyond the obvious. He wants them to, to grasp something that they don't even know they hunger for. He wants them to, to accept that hunger as the way for them to be in this amazing relationship. And he admits in the conversation that they often work for, for bread that, that doesn't last. It, it 
will perish, just like the manna in the desert of their ancestors. He wants them to work for another kind of bread, another kind of food, one that will endure, Jesus says, for eternal life, one that is for everyone, not just for them, but for anyone. This confuses them, and they ask, well, what about you? What will you do? They're still not on the same page at that point. The work we know that Jesus does is the work of the Father. And he reminds them that the manna that they know about, it didn't come from Moses, it came from God. It wasn't to keep them from starving, but it was to remind them of the God who took care of them. Even when they grumbled, and even in their history of often being unfaithful. So the five loaves and the two fish were more than a free lunch. They were signs that God, through Jesus, would and could satisfy a deeper hunger, their hunger for meaning in life. The history of a God who feeds would continue for all generations. And I think in these days, at any day, we need to know this. We need to know that the God who feeds is a God of all generations. We need never to think that we are in charge of how God feeds or whom God feeds. If we do, we are in big trouble. Being fed by God is an amazing gift. It's not a cheap show of divine power. When God offers, we respond not by watching, but by doing. The Son of God entered human history not to wow us with miracles, but to show us how we can live, as Paul suggests in today's second reading, as new persons, people renewed in the spirit, Paul says. The old self is gone. The new self is ready and refreshed. And that new self is not meant to be exhausted by works, but to be refreshed in those very works that imitate those of Jesus himself. And we don't need to look very far for what they are. They're like forgiveness and compassion and justice and unending love. We'll never be unemployed. These are the miracles that the world needs today. And maybe they're not really miracles. They are the daily bread of each and every disciple.